Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
now it's time to turn it up. Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape. Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes. It's the mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in. And recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis. When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him. He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him. And from that point then we hear a name change. Rearrange the game so now we got to change. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. And we are live, ladies and gentlemen, episode 282. This is the Pancakes and Power Slam show, Bear Bear. We are live and living color, getting funky like a monkey, if you will. We at the mothership. This is the mothership. This is the pancakes and power slam show, baby. We're getting down and we're getting down and dirty. We're getting booked like a woogie. Funky like a monkey, if you will, baby. This is the pancakes and power slams. 382 episodes, baby, with my man, Chris Featherstone. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm ready to have some fun, guys. Um, pardon the delay, but we're going to have some fun. We're going to have a lot of fun, as we do always, ladies. As we do always, the PNP Nation knows how much fun we have every single week. And that's exactly what we're going to do this week. Uh, <laughs> only for a gym selfie. Actually, I had him up today. Uh, when I took my gym selfie, Moa, I had him up in my bun today like this you know it's, that's that's one uh that's one fun thing i like about my locks um what's up chris welcome um chris uh it's his first show so welcome to the pnp nation welcome to the pancakes and power stem show everybody welcome chris to the p and peanut gallery uh chris i think you'll like this show we'll have a lot of fun this is the most interactive podcast in the world, Bay Bill. <clears throat> so, um, Chris, uh, I'm, I'm ball Chris, no hair talk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, real quick, my, my locks, um, I've had my locks for a while, like 15 years, almost 15, 14, 15 years. And, um, uh, last spring I cut, uh, the sides in the back and I love it actually. But, um, I, I just, it just depends on the day, you know? just depends uh rob great to have you back man um so today i was like you know what i think a few days ago 
I was like, you know what? I just, I'm feeling a bun. You know, sometimes I feel a bun. Sometimes I feel it down. Sometimes I feel braids. I had, I had two big braids uh, at WrestleMania. Uh, Evan knows he was there with me. So, you know, sometimes I feel something and sometimes having a ponytail, it's just fun, man. You know, it's just type of personality I am. Figure it out, you know? So, uh, that's, that's a, a quick, quick, uh, snippet on my, on my hair since, uh, Mo brought it up. All right. So, uh, the interview for this week is, uh, Mike McGurk. You guys remember Mike McGurk? You guys remember Mike McGurk, the ring announcer? Um, fun, fun stuff. So I talked to, uh, so <laughs> Mike's hilarious. All right. I, I stopped. I stopped, Michael. I stopped, Michael. Um, so you guys remember Mike McGurk? Mike McGurk was the female ring announcer for WWE, and um, <clears throat> and really cool stuff. So and it's going to be a two part interview because the interview is about an hour long. So um, you're going to hear half of it today, um, and so we're going to jump right into it. So she shared some really interesting stuff about just her time in WWE. Uh, Rob remembers Mike McGurk. Um, so she said some really interesting stuff about her dad and, and, and the Mid-South influence and, and what she did in WWE and just uh, hanging out with the guys and how that was. And then um, that's part one. And then um, and then the second part, <laughs> second part is going to be really interesting, too. So uh, part one is um, – what we're going to check out tonight. So without further ado, we're going to be crunching time. We still want to end around the same time. We got a, a bit of a delay because of um, the the scheduling. Uh, so, but we're going to have some amazing, amazing fun. And we're going to have a lot of fun. And of course, so we're going to talk about the Raw reunion. And we have the uh, third week. We have the brackets, ladies and gentlemen. I'll put the bracket on the screen again. And you guys are going to... Let me know who advances. We have a tournament bracket up to determine who was the greatest first time, um, the the greatest first time WWE champion um, of all time. So that is the <clears throat> that is the format for tonight. Of course, we got some Ask Chris questions. Of course, we got some trivia. Remind me of some trivia too. I got some trivia, some trivia uh, on deck for you. I hope I don't remember. I hope I don't forget it. So again, Raw reunion. Got some uh, headlines, of course, and then the flavor of the week is the uh, tournament once again. So we're gonna have a lot of fun with that. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all ready, to rock? Y'all ready, to rock and rock and roll? And uh, you guys are ready to. And, and also, I got a new. Um, I got a new song on the PMP playlist. You guys got guys got to remind me about that uh, too. That when we get to the flavor of the week, I'm gonna play. Uh, I think I'll play the old song for a little bit, perhaps, and then I'm gonna play the one of the newest uh, songs on the PMP playlist. And I know this is on YouTube, and I want to make sure that all my eyes are dotted, all my T's are crossed. Every single song, every single bit of music that you hear on the Pancakes and Power Sam show is either one original. Or two approved, and I can show you any type of documentation you want. Uh, YouTube, either one original or two approved by the uh, by the actual composer that you will see on YouTube. Whoever it is, Intellect, uh, Braxton Cook, 
uh, potato head people, whoever you see, uh, you know, I'm a big jazz fan. So um, I, I contacted all, every single jazz artist as a part of the PNP playlist and they have approved it uh, every single song. So uh, that is the PNP playlist and or it's original. I've actually had songs the the, the uh, intro song was tailor made tailor made yeah uh for this um this show it is an actual original uh song uh by uh, my dude eric cross and also the inner inner some some the song that i play sometimes in uh, inner interlude uh is also a um thank you michael appreciate that man <clears throat> uh um and also, the interlude is also an original song from my dude uh, Armand and Priest, uh, also a Pancakes and Power Slams uh, song. So, uh, like again, like I said, all the music that you hear is either original or approved. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's hop into this Mike McGurk interview. Of course, I'm going to be checking out the chat. Um, have some Ask Chris questions ready for me from the for the other side, and we're going to jump right into the interview and have some fun on the other, on the other side. All right, see you soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Featherstone with the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I'm really excited to interview this person this week. Uh, you know, we were just talking before the air, and, uh, you know, she's – I love people asking me questions because people, people know that I'm a Ph.D. student currently, and um, that's just the way that I, I love people asking me questions because I, I ask a lot of questions. I'm an interviewer, so that's kind of my job. So, <laughs> so uh, I was just – she asked me a question. She she was like, you know, what what – caused me to to want to interview her and i thought about it for a second i was like you know what i i just love talking to people who shares road stories uh and this person was very pivotal in the business during the uh the boom period of, of wb in the 80s and uh this person uh was a very pivotal person is a very um very pivotal person when it comes to announcing to ring announcing we see a lot of female figures now and ring announcing and refereeing and things like that. This person was uh, uh, in, a, in very uncharted territories back in the, in the WWE in the 80s. And uh, she, 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 she rose up and roared like a lioness and, and stood her ground and, and was very successful. And so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mike McGurk, how are you tonight? Well, I was wondering if you're going to have somebody call in and uh, guess because it was it was like wow those are some good clues um, who could that be well thank you yes I'm doing great and I hope you are doing well Chris and everybody out there that's uh, listening to pancakes and power slams I had to ask what is that and I've got a uh, brief synopsis of it is and I think I fit in because I love pancakes. Um, not sure. I've seen plenty of power slams, witnessed mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. Um, but have definitely been all around the uh, professional wrestling business since I was born. Mm-hmm. So there's um, stories that I can really remember out on my own, um, stories that I remember um, growing up in the business and seeing these so-called, they were characters. Yeah. You know, they were... Um, you know, I had them from um, from Italians to people like Argentina, Zuma from Ar- you know Argentina, but they all had different customs, different colors, different everything was um, just it was a great way to grow up uh, and and learn about other people's cultures. Yeah. 
And um, I think that's another thing that, you know, I, I grew up defending the business like the Von Erichs did. We were all growing up in there. Ted, the same way, DiBiase. And um, I'm not sure so much the hearts, but I'm sure they went through, we all did. If we grew up uh, and our family had been in the business, um, you defended it because that was your living. And um, so how I came into it, I think everybody's been told or known, but it, it, fascinated me um the people fascinated me and that was an avenue that i that you could um that you would see that although it was very unpopular where i went to school in tulsa oklahoma at edison and um i was considered like the circus child i think but (laughs) oh her dad's in professional wrestling so it was um the opportunity to be in and around these guys which now were my age, you know, we grew up, as I said, as kids, and then defending it, and then being in it um, was a natural for me. Um, I tried, if anybody reads too, I tried marrying the wrestlers because back in the day, if you weren't a um, lady wrestler, it was you, there just was no place for you, and it was even tough for being a la- for women wrestling. Um, I, I, gosh. I can remember Sherry um, when she was coming in um, with the hippie in like 1976 before people knew who Sherry Martell was, mm-hmm. and there's stories there. And um, but they were they were real people, um, and we were all there making a living. And um, uh, uh, the stories just people it, it, say, Mike, why haven't you written a book? Because I'm sure it would be on the edge of. It would be on the edge of reality because some of it would, you know, is that really true? No, that really didn't happen. So it would be, you know, this. I don't know if it could be fiction or not because some of it, as you probably have, some of the stories just can't be told. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Those people are gone, and I will give the voice to um, Sherry and good things about what it was like to be in a dressing room or just on both of us one day uh, coming together in a show early, um, oh, gosh, mid, mid-80s, because I was still providing the ring um, for Vince. And, uh, I, I mean, we had to fight to find a dressing room. And then just, you know, you almost felt privileged. Or, you know, back in the old days, Sherry knew it. Um, sometimes the guys... If you didn't have a place, because we didn't have these big mammoth arenas. Um, I, gosh, I should be talking like I'm a dinosaur or something. But, we, you know, there wasn't these big mammoth arenas that wrestling could be in. So you didn't have dressing rooms. Jim Ross would back me up on this because he ran a spot show for my father several times. And they would have to rent these motel rooms that were in these little towns for the guys to dress in and shower in. And then they would come together in the car. And, you know, a lot of times... It, it, somebody would say, oh, my God, I saw Bolo with, you know, Danny Hodge or something. And, you know, the old days of, you know, they that um, they ate together and, and did so much. That was kind of hard because the kayfabe was intact very much. So, and the, getting the rides. Uh, I, I'm taking people back to the stories that, uh, and then we'll come up to the future if you've got time. But just the stories that I've seen and... Um, how they basically are the same, <laughs> whether they were back when my dad was on the road and, and they would let one of the guys out or they'd pick a hitchhiker up and scare the, 
the daylights out of them. I mean, oh, yeah. they would say, like, you know, one of them in the car would act like they were from the mental institution. I don't know. There were some pretty crazy stories that um, if he was a hitchhiker, he he definitely wanted to get out of that car and find another one if they didn't <laughs> let him off. I don't know. I just, for fun, because they were on the road. You didn't have the highways. They didn't have, the you know, the roads. So anyway, Sherry knew what it was like. And um, that's what I thought. I, I, are, we, are we going to uh, I have to find uh, somewhere? Do we just dress in the car? And she said, you know, kid, you got a lot to learn. You've been on the other side of it, but that's, you know, you need to come here dressed. So what I had been was put the ring up and then had to go find a place, you know, <laughs> and turn into the announcer real quick. So a lot of times people would ask what happened to the girl that, came in and I, it, all the while it was me because I never came in as you know I came in to work and then it was time you know to try to do the announcer or like I started with the ring as I said and then doing some music but just the part don't look like you're with the ring crew and no. I learned that yeah. but um, it was always fun to, to change up who you are and then to be uh, in the business and um, to see the things that happened um, even when I was with the WWF and trying to keep, you know, I, I, I knew I had, you know, closed doors everywhere I went. My dad told me that. There was nobody that made any phone calls for me. Um, the association that my dad and I had with Senior definitely helped, and also he knew the name. So it kind of... And that helped. That, but I also had to prove myself, and that was something that, you know, again, it was like what's happening now in the business and how it's evolving and changing. And I love the AEW. I think anything that's new and fresh, and it was what we. I mean, how could I not be? I love all the old style wrestling in the '80s and the glorified era. Heck, yeah, I was part of it. But that was also revered then as what, like, oh, my God, it's new, it's not the same, you know, it's not 60 minutes, two out of three falls, it was changing. Yeah. And you had to change with it. And, you know, at that time and era definitely caught on, and I was lucky to be a part of that to, again, push that it didn't, that a, lady, that a woman could have something to do with it. What, I didn't want to be cheesy. I want to be just what I wanted, respected, but not thrown around in the ring. <laughs> Yeah. I, my, my dad, I knew that was that was never me. But how to be a part of it, and and uh, best way to do it is to start serving. And I hadn't, I really never even thought about the announcing. I really wanted to do more interviewing. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you as far as just uh, how did you even break into the announcing, and what did you want to do? Because I know that your dad was a promoter, yeah. and that's how you got into the business. And now. I know because you were setting up uh, rings and doing all kinds of stuff for your dad. Um, now, what, like, like you said, you, I was going to ask, like, what was it that you wanted to do as far as uh, in the wrestling business and interview? Because you worked with promos too, right? When you went oh, to yeah. WWE? I, in fact, I was the first um, female commentator that he used um, and put me right there. <laughs> you know, there was no script for this. There was, there was nothing. The, 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 the thing that made me go is, gosh, you got you've got this chance of something that you already know. I never looked at it 
ever in a broad spectrum at all. It was doing the job, being around the people that that associated. I, I mean, that was comfortable to me. That was what I knew. I'd grown up in it, and it was a good living. Um, doesn't take, you know, two and two to figure that out. That hey, um, it, I just wasn't. I wasn't happy doing what my dad and my mom had preferred me to do is um, go and find your own and, you know, marry somebody away from the business. Um, and But that was not, that, that wasn't, it wasn't me. It mm-hmm. just didn't happen. It kept crawling, you know, it just told me um, that's just where I belonged. I had a ring um, that I had uh, maintained and left when my father and uh, Bill Watts had finally split. And that was all it took, um, and a phone call from somebody that uh, Terry Garvin, that had now had moved on up to uh, New York and was working with Vince. It was all new, uncharted territory for that too. Mm-hmm. So to get on that, I mean, there was no rules like it had been, except there was still the man deal. And but it was, you know, if if I'd been anything less and and I drank with the boys, but I also, when I say I put them to bed, I put them to bed, then I went to sleep in my room. I made sure that they didn't get in trouble, mm-hmm. um, but we, we had fun, you know, uh, uh, and I learned early on to um, watch out for them, and I think Vince got that. I want to have fun, but I also, you know, how they, the heck they still had the Polaroids or, you know, this is the 80s. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have that. But you always were careful with somebody that had a camera, you know, mm-hmm. especially with what we – and we weren't doing anything really wrong, but um, it, especially back then. But we were all together, and, um, you know, somebody would come in there and, or to somebody's, and I'm sitting there with the guys, and she takes off her top, and she's doing a thing I've never seen with a piece of ice on her chest, which was kind of funny. But, any, I mean, it's, but you don't want somebody taking a picture of that. Um, I don't know. I, crazy people, and we thought wrestlers were crazy. There's some people out there that will do anything to get attention. And I would watch this, and they, would, they were like big brothers. They protected me, and they always asked me, go, Mike, you okay? And I, yeah, I'm, I'm just fine. I'm, you know. There wasn't anything that they could put past me um, that that would shock me, and also too that I also knew a lot of them. Just they were married, they were big boys, they were like brothers to me because they didn't, you know, they didn't carry my bags, they didn't do any of that, but they were professional. They looked out for me um, when we'd go out in the public. Um, I mean, it, I, I can't. It, if anything, sometimes they ran probably potential people off because they were like, oh, you're with the wrestling. Yeah, uh, like, you know, I I don't know. But people get the wrong idea sometimes. But yeah. I defended it, um, and I had fun with it. I cherish every time that I am um, uh, see the Nasty Boys. That was my last one. I And Mean Jean, I was just in North Carolina um at oh the north 
oh, I think they do that fan fest thing. Um, I'm not going to promote it. They didn't book me this time. They can book me next time. I'll promote it. <laughs> but anyway, I saw um, Mean Gene down at the hotel, and um, and it, that was the last time I got to see him. And I had terrific time just talking about the, the great days with um, the nasties and, and uh, just how it is. It's like time hadn't changed. We were still just, you know, it just – I couldn't want for anything how they make you feel, um, mm-hmm. and we're family. I ask about their family, and you know, even though we don't get to see each other, um, that bond it will, is is there at least in my heart. It always will be towards all all of the people that that sacrifice their bodies and do what they do. Um, no one knows, you know, and and even you know, I took it for granted for so long when I was younger. And um, and and then um, you realize I'm thankful for you know my guys the fans but it took I don't know how it evolved as far as national uh, television but I was doing the announcing um, for extra money to after I was doing and pulling the ring that was my foot in the door is yeah. to provide the service that you know it was a total turnaround I hear my I had been a promoter's daughter. And that was always done. Well, now I'm on the uh, other side of it, and I'm pulling that ring, and I'm knowing what it's like to be there before the show. You don't have a show if you don't have a ring. And I knew how much, even though it's a thankless job, I knew how much is riding on it, especially with Vince going on, onto these territories and towns that have not been, uh, you know, saturated uh, by Vince. Yet we still had. Um, Georgia Television coming in. You still had Watts that was local television. Um, Kansas City, you had, uh, you know, I was going against Kansas City, these people that had been in partnerships with my dad. But everything was new. Everything was breaking up. There wasn't, you know, the National Wrestling Alliance as we knew it then. I understand NWA now, but um, it wasn't like what was going on then. Mm-hmm. So, which is a whole different probably five hours I could tell you about. <laughs> um, I, I get off on just trying to bring everybody up pretty quick of how I ended up, I don't know, um, by the grace of God and, and um, um, that it was the timing and, you know, you got to meet them halfway. And I had the desire, wasn't sure, but it was. It took Jack Lanza one night saying, well, you know how to do this. There was a... Um, uh, a guy that had been a local announcer, and he was not doing what anything that they wanted to do. In fact, it was just way out of hand. Jack came out there um, and snatched him. He was an agent for the show and said, you know, you're out of here. I'm at the desk in my little tuxedo getting ready for the music and making sure that the guy up top is going to get that music right and that, you know, if we have any changes, that I'm going to get that too because we didn't want to look stupid when, you know, play somebody's music that, that was, it's just not professional. But that's how I was raised, you know. It was just, it was my show. But um, so Jack turned to me and he was like, you're announcing. I, uh, so <laughs> it, it fell that way and within a year and a half later, um, and, and the help of, I, I sent a videotape, about a 10-minute videotape to Vince, and um, then I heard from him, and that was it. it. But it had to be his idea, you know. That was the um, the thing, and and I was raw. I mean, as you see me, the early days with the big, heavy tuxedos, mm-hmm. that was before we even had the sewing girls, and 
hey, the sewing girls made me spandex, and I'm forever thankful on that, too. I still have them. <laughs> I still have all my tuxedos. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. And well, you... that was just an idea, too. That was a freelance. That was something when, you know, I, and I, I take the term lightly when you all put that, because I wasn't in any idea of trying to, you know, trailblaze or um, I, I didn't think about that. I But also, too, it was time it was time for everything else and it was a good time for a woman to get up there that wasn't sell and and because remember um and you're a, you you have a, a pg show this was a pg business yeah the, and you know you've had you didn't have the skin i can tell you even we'll go back to um sherry again because it was usually about the costume that Sherry would wear. We didn't have much to compare. Liz looked beautiful, so who are we going to pick on? It's <laughs> Sherry, because she's got to be outlandish. That's her character. That's yeah. what it is. You've got to, you know, you've got to entertain and you've got to keep fresh. Well, she would have these wonderful ideas that came off uh, Bourbon Street, and um, and she had friends down there too, and they'd exchange, you know, different ideas. But this one. Vince saw and he said, "No, you've. Uh, we had to put fishnet. So the sewing girls had to put fishnet where those. Um, now everybody wears the holy jeans, and I mean, it just <laughs> are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Things have changed. <laughs> yeah. Now so you mentioned uh, you mentioned Terry Garvin. He was a assistant booker in the WWE mm-hmm. for for a while. Now, of course, a lot of people know that he was involved uh, in a in a big scandal. Uh, I mean, you being there during the time he was there and in the 80s, was there anything that kind of threw you off from, from your relationship with Terry that you noticed? No, not, nothing that I hadn't already known before. Nothing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Terry had been with the, you know, the fabulous Garvin brothers. I grew up with the watching them, and I remember when Jimmy was, oh, I was I was infatuated with Jimmy Garvin. He was a cute little thing. Um, when he was like 19 and I was probably 13, I, you know, just enough to go, oh, my God. Because otherwise, those wrestlers never – Danny Hodge was all right. But these were all older guys, you know, but yeah. have a young – so Jimmy Garvin, I might say, probably caught my eye before anybody. Um, then along Jack Briscoe, that was oh, – terrific people. But um, – I knew Terry back then, and then he came in, and he was a, a booker for us for a while. Um, when I was married with Brian, and we were all trying to keep this territory going, and um, when well, my dad was sick, and it was just a rough time, but Terry and, and his wife and his family were here, and um, I knew nothing but of Terry except goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, I I have could never say anything. I wouldn't. Um, I, I I loved him. He he was old school wrestling. He was tough as tough as they come. And and um, whatever things have been said about Terry, um, I can only tell you what I From knew and loved for yeah. years. And yeah. as a talent too. So. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I'm not even going to ask because uh, there's been, like I said, there's stuff that I've listened to. Everybody out there that's listening, I, you know it's true. <laughs> you can't believe everything, um, and that people misconstrue things, and that's what I always 
uh, would ask is like, gosh, get, I don't want to get my feelings hurt, but sometimes people say things that just aren't true, and uh, and I think, gosh, is wrestling become a scandal now? Are <laughs> the stories in it scandalous? Yeah. So, um, and then they make a show out of it, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's there's... my life. I mean, I you know those Von Erickson, and you put that on there, and I you know I I have to turn away personally. I Kevin. I know those boys. I knew that family. Yeah. Um, God, I just, it breaks my heart. I, we spent time in Las Vegas together as kids when we were young, and our parents were there at the NWA meetings um, that would happen yearly, not always in Las Vegas, but pretty much so, enough for me to learn to love that city. Yeah. And um, so we were too young, but we had these big, human, humongous suites that our parents had. And, again, here we are the same age-esque, you know, within mm-hmm. two or three years, mm-hmm. and we get together in the rooms, and hey, we room service beer. You know? <laughs> so, uh, we, yeah, I know. If it's still PG, forgive us, we had beer at age 14 oh. at Las Vegas. That was, it was, it was much much more loose then. Things hasn't, wasn't anything like yeah. that, but you know, yeah. we, gosh, the worst we ever did um, it was that golly, um, but we had fun together and I grew up, and it breaks my heart um, because I know, I, well, especially because I was, I traveled with Carrie. Now I knew David so much, um, so much better, and Kevin um, longer. But I knew Carrie. Carrie was came in there and was so young at the time, but he was, you know, understood um, sister, and and he was, he was a sweetheart. Um, had a ton of charisma too. I was a big Carrie fan when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. that, that kid! It was a combination. He was like, he had. David was such a mastermind. It was great business. Yeah. Kevin, and then came the third and Carrie, and it just like, oh my God! And he was. He just and his heart. That's. It was break my heart. Sometimes he would. Um, come in there and he of course he knew me and so he he didn't totally dress there and I don't want anybody to take that wrong but he would come to my dressing room and and ask to to use it and he says you almost done and I said sure and it's yours you know you can get geared up or whatever maybe he you know he just wanted to be alone and I understood um that you know boys shoot people everybody can be cruel at times and you know make fun of something and i guess you know he had an accident uh motorcycle and and his foot but that is sometimes i don't know became fodder for some people but anyway you know those of the that family i knew him i was talking to him you know and and we were on the road when i heard it i knew he was had time off um because of some things that were going on in his life and um I, i oh just Still does. It's emotional because not only have I seen a lot of life lost um, needlessly, um, you know, but I guess that's what it took or takes for people to stand up and take attention to, um, um, you know, get control of your life. Yeah. And uh, and it was back then. It was a rock and roll life, and and it, your body can't always maintain that. You know, at the age of 40, and then, you know, um, it gets to you. And I learned, I didn't learn how they died back when I was younger. What I saw was a lot of them that, you know, were broken down and and crippled. And I thought, oh, my God. You know, no wonder my dad didn't want me 
to do this because it takes a toll on your body. So, um, yeah, the respect that I have for these guys that go and, and do that and them to be in there with them and and, um, um, and learn the professional of them, the professionalism of it. I can tell you um, that I saw Owen Hart, I saw his knee blow out, and I did, I mean, he covered it. I, I, and here I've watched that match over and over, been on the road like six days, and I, so I knew, you know, how it was going to go, and I didn't ever notice that the leapfrog was any different until um, the referee, the match was, was over pretty quick. Things happened, you know, something happened, finished, didn't go, or whatever. We were going home. Well, he was hurt, and he'd blown his knee, and he walked out of there, and you would have never known it. He went to the back, and that's when I was told, they said, um, you got a car, we need to get him to the emergency room, because we were in Dallas. And then went over to Baylor. And I told him when we were taking him back there, I said, how do you do it? How, you know, oh, and that. my God, I would be just whimpering and screaming. And he said, Mike, what kind of professional would I be? These people pay their hard money, hard-earned money to come and see us. And if I'm wimping out, he said, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, you know, and, and God, he'd missed a European tour that year over it. I mean, it, just... And, and, you know, to see them how they carried themselves, it made a better better human out of me. It really did just be around the people that I was and, and still consider, still, they still consider me friends, I hope. Um, I still go to the CAC. I, I started back uh, this past year on doing that and, um, um, and interviews. I like, like to do that. And they've got a deal that that I've needed to go to um, that happens in Iowa this weekend. And I think I'm, my dad was um, oh inducted in there, and I think it was probably 2000. My mom was, yeah, it was 2004. And there was something else that happened in our family, and we were unable to go, and I lost my mom the following year, so I have never gone up there to uh, acknowledge it. But I have not let you interview me, and I apologize to you and your listeners because I have just enjoyed just, Oh, yeah, this you know it's 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 a time to just uh, talk about some memories. I'm I'm fine with that. Now, one thing when when you were talking, I did uh, um just kind of have a mental note as far as Owen blowing his knee and Carrie, you know, being in the accident and still you know covering up for a while. I mean, covering up throughout his wrestling career uh, for the you know next four or five years or so. And one thing I thought about was because uh, I've talked to a lot of people from the from you know from old school days from eighties and nineties, and uh-huh. one thing and one thing that I re, that I can just really pinpoint is that back in the day, back in the eighties, seventies, eighties, nineties, well early nineties, they didn't have guaranteed contracts, and so you had to you had to really just do what you could do to make it to the next town, you know, because you didn't get paid to sit on your butt. You know what I mean, and so I think with I think the problem with that was is that even when you're hurt, even when you know I've interviewed Jim Brunzel before, and he was talking about how he had to and Greg Gagne, and they were talking about you know they had to they had to go you know concussed, you know what I mean they had a concussion and had to go to the next town um, because there wasn't that guaranteed contract. You, you, you had that time you played, you know, you oh, it's got total freelance. Times. It was total. Yeah, it, it was. And I think the problem with that was back then, even when you had a blown out knee or a concussion, 
it's it, it made it tougher because you still had to go because you still had to make your money. And I think the thing the downfall with that, in a sense, was that people had to depend on substances. You know what I mean? And 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 I think that's where we got a lot of the drug usage and alcohol usage to kind of you know um, diminish the pain a lot. And oh, I think sure. that was that was the unfortunate part of it. Sure, but you also had um, look. I I saw doctors that just wanted to be friends with you know the wrestlers, and they were in the back. Um, and I saw him, including, gosh, myself, you know, it was like, hey, he's writing. And there was doctors that would write scripts freelance just here. What? I mean, um, just crazy, um, crazy stuff. But that was, you know, and there was no, there, and it was pain. It was, you know, what they were trying to do to, um, mask, like you said, mask the pain, um, if you don't make it, if you don't make the next town. All right. So he's talking about masking the pain. If you don't make the next town, I'm going to end it there for part one of the Mike McGurk interview. And uh, we're going to um, have some fun with, uh, with the rest of the show. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's bring on the co-host with the most. I hope you enjoyed the uh, part one of the Mike McGurk interview. I really liked, I really loved interviewing her. She made my job a lot easier because <laughs> she, uh, you could tell that she really enjoyed, and I, I enjoy that too. You can tell when someone really enjoys their interview, when, when someone really enjoys speaking with the interviewer. I really love that because I've had um, almost 200 interviews uh, here on the show, um, not not counting interviewing more than the first the the same person more than once just first interviews approaching 200 and um i enjoyed most of them (laughs) i enjoyed quite a bit of them but there are some that uh i just feel like i was just like uh man just trying to squeeze blood off a turnip (laughs) it, it was rough there's a few that were just rough that i was just like uh let's end this one um and uh you can get all my shows archived and you probably could tell the ones that i was just like uh let's go ahead and end this one uh but for the most part i really and you know guys i I do this every week i interview a wrestler every week so i love interviewing and um but this one was this one was really good i really enjoyed this one I had a lot of fun interviewing mike and we'll get part two up um uh, coming soon all right, ladies and gentlemen, co-host with the most, Evan Tech Proud. Hey, yo. It's survey time. Hey, yo, I'm here. Here. If you will. That is in power slams. If you will. Good to be here. Um, Brandon says, uh, just tune in, but that week. was, yes, yeah, another week. We've we all survived. We survived um, another week of Seth Rollins promos. Yeah, true. Exactly. It's all good. Bind it down. Um, who do I do this? <laughs> Ali, oop, Rob. I'll answer your question here, Alonzo, uh, in a second. Um, 
Alley oop, alley oop, Rob. Oh, I caught it. Dunk, I'd do it for you. How about that? Uh, Alonzo's asking, Chris, have you ever wrestled professionally or considered becoming a pro wrestler? Because, Hogan, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have, uh, I used to be an amateur wrestler. Um, yep. I have never so wrestled. Uh, what's, what'd you say? Um, um, so was uh, I. So oh, okay. Um and um yeah, did some did some uh did some uh, freestyle and I think I I've shared the story a bunch of times. Um and I'll share it again because we got new listeners. Um tosses up like white to LeBron. That's funny. Doctor Malone accident I love y'all y'all are a Hilarious! I love it absolutely. Um, but uh, oh, good question, Michael. See, I love those type of ask Chris questions right there. I'll I'll, I'll answer that one. That's the type of ask Chris. I love all the ask Chris questions. You're you're um, you're yeah, Mo. Yep. See there. <laughs> see that's a, see Mo's a fan. See, I, I like you, Mo. I like you, man. You could you could tell. See, I appreciate you. Mo's a fan. See, first of all, we're doing alley oops, super dope ask Chris questions, uh, and people who know their stuff who watch the show, listen to the show all the time. Uh so let's start with let's start with Alonzo. Um and let's merge Mo's response to the answer because he got it correct. Um, Alonzo, I was offered twice by independent, two different independent promotions to be, be a pro wrestler. Um, and I declined both of them. One was around like two, like 99, 2000. And, uh, the other one was about four or five years ago. Um, and I declined both of them because the first time I was heavily, uh, dating someone, and um, the second time I was married to someone, the person, not the same person, but the second time I was married with, with uh, the family at that time. So, um, but I'm glad I did because I'm about to become a doctor. If I would have became a wrestler 20 years ago, 19 years ago, 19, 20, 20, somewhere, somewhere around there, um, I... I don't know. I, I, I don't regret not being a wrestler. Uh, knowing so much about the pro wrestling business, maybe if I would have, maybe if I would have spent some years, because, but, I lo- but, you know, I still imagine myself in the thrill of WWE. I still, I still have those thoughts. I still have a finishing move. Uh, I still have the thought of like, going down a WrestleMania aisle, you know, and, and just experiencing the, 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 the illustrious spectacle. I have that thought, but those, those thoughts don't trump all the backstage stuff I know now. Um, I just about the, the ins and outs of the business, the toughness of it, the, I mean, I can endure the toughness of it. Uh, I would have to continue rehabbing my back like crazy. Um, but throughout the twenty years, I, I I could have endured that toughness. But, um, just the, you know, 
time away from your family, the I mean the extensive time away from family because I'm a journalist. Like I'm away from my family during WrestleMania weekend, you know, for five days. But that you know that has nothing to do with uh, you know that it gets pales in comparison yeah. to three hundred days, you know. <laughs> so it's like that's I mean people missing first birthdays, people missing births, Christmases, um, yeah, Christmases, like no way, I, I couldn't. I'm too much of a family man to, to do that. There's no way. There's no way I could do that. I'm, I'm you know, my wife vouched for me as uh, how much of a good dad I am, and. Um, I mean, you, you, can, you can see it on Facebook how much I love my, my wife and kids. Yeah. And so uh, there's, I mean, in hindsight, I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to God that I chose not to do it because I wouldn't, there's no way that I would be a doctor if I was a wrestler for 20 years. Um, I would still be, I would still probably be in the business. Um, but now, I mean, you know, I'll be finishing up my doctor this year, uh, married for Nine years, almost three kids, uh, almost seven, four and a half, and almost twenty months. So, the outside of wrestling life compared to what could have happened in wrestling to me, <laughs> much more. And I, I, I I'm almost. I, I would, I would imagine that the strength of my faith would not be as strong. It would not be where it is now. I'm, People know that I'm a very strong Christian, and uh, I don't know uh, the temptation of the business uh, going into yeah, a young age. Uh, <laughs> you got lustful eyes, yeah. Lustful eyes, yeah. Lustful eyes, yeah. Right now, okay, you got lustful eyes. We need Savage or uh, holographic uh, of Savage doing commentary. This is random stuff. Makes no sense. We need. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I am. I amateur wrestled back back in the day. I won first place in a few tournaments. I wanted to be a pro wrestler, but like you said, I, I couldn't be away from my family. Uh, um. Now I've been offered, uh, and, and Mike, Mike listen, he can attest to this, but a few people not going to mention WWE guys. I've been offered multiple times uh, offers about being a manager. And then you know, Chris, that I've had, uh, um, actually have a nickname in the business by the boys about who I look like when I wear a suit and a bow tie. But, um, yeah, I just, I just couldn't be around for my family that long. We, we interviewed so many people. And just being away, birds first time riding the bike, the, the the back and forth, the wife, and yeah, missing the kids and, and the Not grandkids, and, and uh, Anderson, you know, was saying he he was on a road street for thirty six years. He said yeah. it had to be a, had to be a record. So yeah, was, and you can't get you those can't moments get back. back either. You can't get you know that what back. I mean? you, you can't you can't get it back. You can't you can't <laughs> rewind the first birthday. You can't rewind the graduation. You know what I mean? You can't you can't get those moments back. So it's it's not worth it. Um what was the super dope uh yeah, Michael uh asked Chris breakfast, lunch or dinner favorite meal? That is a good question. I don't know if anybody's ever asked me that ask Chris question. Well, oh, I know your answer. I know yours. Um, I know Chris' favorite meal 
was them fries. We ate a uh, what was me in New York? WrestleMania weekend. We saw them fries. Yeah, up. those were good, man. What, what, what was the those what was the burger uh, spot, man? Something. It was a Christmas. Something chicken. Something chicken. I forgot what it was. But it was good. Uh, my favorite meal of the day. Um, I'm a brunch guy. I'm a, I'm a I love brunch. I love cooking go. brunch too. That's my favorite. That's my favorite meal is brunch. That's yeah. So Way to be difficult. You said yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and you said brunch. brunch. Yeah, love yeah, brunch. <laughs> Just like me saying, my favorite meal, my favorite meal was supper. Yes, it's so a different guy. Supper, dinner. I would different. say, well, I would say then I would say lunch. I would say breakfast food at lunch. Okay, to answer your question, I would say Isn't breakfast it? food at the lunch time. <laughs> so that's that's my that's my answer. Lunch is the answer, but with breakfast food. My, my favorite um, was uh, supper. Let's see. There was another really good one too. Uh, Alonzo's asking, "Who is your?" Yeah, ask more questions like that. Ask random questions like, "Like, ask Chris." Let's let's have a random, ask Chris question night tonight. We don't have too many headlines. It was mostly, it was mostly um, the raw stuff, the the Sid Vicious missing the show and um, the raw segments changing. We'll talk a little bit into that. Let's see, uh, Lonzo. I got, I got something I can add in. What's that? I got something I can add in to make a little fun. We did this on my show earlier. Anybody in the live chat, with your permission, uh, Chris, tell me, everybody, tell us your worst SummerSlam main event. If you cannot <laughs> mention Diesel against Mabel, that's okay. excluded. We can do that. And yep. the worst SummerSlam main event. All right, that sounds good. That's a that's a good uh while while you asking me my ask Chris questions, um you guys can, can do that too in the chat. Worst SummerSlam main event and do not include um Mabel versus uh uh Diesel. Um Lonzo's asking who's your favorite legend that appeared on Raw Reunion on Monday night? Um good question. I'm gonna go. Hmm. Uh, I would say sure. DiBiase, just because uh, he actually made history of uh, being the longest, uh, uh, being the longest gap between championships in WWE history. Uh, Twenty-six years. The last uh, WWE championship he had was. In June of 1993, Money Inc. And he had the tag team titles, and he won the 24/7 championship. So he broke the record. 26 years in between title reigns. So um, um, that was an interesting, uh, interesting uh, fact for you, and it's an interesting stat. So I would wow. say, I would say DiBiase or DiBiase, huh. as uh, Russell Fest would say. Jake, DDP, oh, uh, off the top <laughs> rope, perfect plex. DDP, Hogan leg drop. <laughs> we can always eat WCW. I Thunder. love WrestleFest, man. That was my, that was my game, man. That was the best arcade game ever, for uh, sure. The uh, WCW Sunday Night Show, 
Diamond Cutter, Eric Conrana. First of all, why is Hogan doing it, Eric Conrana? Say right. Uh, right. Snip there. What the fuck is going on? Uh, uh, oh, uh, any video game fans, uh, here comes the pain. WWE Smith, now here comes the pain, one of the top five greatest wrestling games of all time. They're supposed to be doing remastering it and re-releasing it with some added footage. Anybody that's a video game fan. Um, mm. my, my my favorite, of course, you know, Alondra Blaze, my, you know, wrestler, wrestling buddy and wrestling crush. Good to see her. But redemption, if you will, RVD, Sharp and Wrestling Tight, we can't wrestle. This is Sharp and this is Mook. Yeah, that was that was Impact Wrestling uh um they they uh collabed with R V D. As a matter of fact, I wanna see how that happened. Remind tweet me to to go to my sources to see how R V D was able to while an active Impact Wrestling member. He pulled a uh Rick Flair Rick Flair on us. Big man uh, he pulled a Ric Flair, um, and then Christian went over to TNA that around that time when they did the the exchange when Ric Flair was all, was in the Hall of Fame went to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Eli's asking, uh, ask Chris how do you feel about the segment with Shawn Michaels and Dolph Ziggler? Kind of remind me of Y two J versus Shawn. I actually liked I actually liked a lot about SmackDown this week. Um, uh, I like the Raw reunion too, man. Um, I do actually. Let's 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 jump into the headlines. Let's 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 do the music. Let's let's do the whole deal. We're gonna talk about the Raw reunion real quick, and then um, another headline, and uh, we'll jump into it. Headlines. Here we go. Okay, so the raw segments were changed. Uh, there were some people who just couldn't, uh, who wasn't able to physically compete. It seemed like they were teasing some Hogan stuff, but he is, his back's been jacked up for so long. Um, uh, Rikishi, I think, was supposed to do a stink face, but he wasn't able to do it. Uh, of course, they didn't have uh, DiBiase or Patterson um, become active at all uh, because, you know, of their physical conditions. And so, uh, they actually had to rewrite a bunch of stuff. Ricochet was actually supposed to have um, the Seth Rollins spot, but uh, he's he's battling a, a little injury right now. Um, but the, interesting that they were going to actually give that spot to Ricochet. So um, obviously they have some high high hopes for for him, and they look at him as top spot. From what I've heard, Heyman really has you know really thinks highly of Ricochet. And so uh, that was that, and that's an interesting spot to put him in. Um, and then Sid, the master in the war of the world. Um, yeah, he missed the show, man. Um, all types of stuff going around why he did, but uh, there's Money. one of the rumors that it's financially related. But uh, you know. I mean, if he didn't want to do it, that's cool. But he's 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 become notorious for that, though. He's been he's become notorious, and that's not a good thing at all. He's become notorious for eleventh um, hour backouts, man. Um, he did that with the Pro Wrestling Syndicate, and Jay Lethal came out to impersonate um, Sid, and it was 
absolutely hilarious. Uh, it was so funny. Yeah, yeah, he backed out of a PWS show. I think it was I think it was Pro Wrestling Syndicate. I'm sure the chat would know. But uh, I think it was Pro Wrestling Syndicate. I think it was, I don't know, like 2012 or something like that. Um, it, 13, perhaps. Let me check and see. Um, is, it, is it safe to say that Jay Lethal is your boo bear for wrestling? Is this okay? I don't have a boo bear. My boo bear is my wife. Then... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2012. 2012. Uh, March 9th, 2012. He comes out as uh, as uh, Sid. That was really funny. So check that out. Google Jay Lethal Sid Vicious in person. I got to see that. You'll see it. Um. So, um, and then the last headline is Dark Side of the Ring returning for uh, season two. Um, really big fan of that. I, I love the Dark Side series, and I'm really excited to see uh, which ones they're going to have. Um, which Dark Side, <laughs> chat, uh, PMP, uh, PMP Nation, what Dark Side, um, if you had a topic for the Dark Side of the, of the Ring, what, what would it be? What would um what would your topic be? So so far they had what they had six of them. So they had uh, Brody, Savage, Screwjob, Gino, Von Erics, Savage and Liz, and Savage. Yeah. So I think I'd imagine Benoit would be a good one, right? Um, I think Dino Bravo would be a really good one, man. I think that would yeah. be a really good one, Dino Bravo. Um, what do y'all think? The heart, um, um, WCW, the end of WCW. Yeah, uh, that's more of a documentary. Like they, they get really gritty into it, like like deaths. ECW. I mean, pretty much. Nah, that's that's still more of a federation type thing. I mean, it's really they really do it more of a. Of us, uh, like the of an individual, or like the the the, the dark side yeah. of, the, of the ring. So, I think I think uh, I think Dino Bravo would be pretty good. Um, of course Benoit, you know, would be good. Buzz Sawyer, that would be a good one. Uh, Brandon. A lot of people hated him though. A lot. Like, I, I, yeah, I think we got enough to go. Undertaker hated him. <laughs> I, I'll tell y'all something y'all probably don't know. Under good authority, Undertaker hated Busoya. He, he he had a bounty on his head. The Buzz Buzz did some stuff to take it back in the late '80s. Uh, shout out mm-hmm. to my buddy uh, uh, Gary Michael Capetta. He said he said that. Um, yeah, Owen says Alonzo. That's a good one. Yeah, that's the one. Um, you can't do that because of the lawsuit. Um, <clears throat> Davy Boy, Rick Rude. Uh, yeah. Boy. Yeah. Kurt Hennig. Oh, Kurt Hennig would be pretty good. Hennig, yeah. Hennig would yeah, be great. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think. I, I got one. Would be good. Eve, Eve, my buddy, Eve Sullivan. There you go. Eve, he's still. He's still alive, isn't he? Yvette Sullivan, yeah, he's still alive. I'm friends with him. Yvette Sullivan and PMUs. 
But he didn't. But ne- <laughs> but neither of them had a really dark side of their. No 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 no. Dynamite is great. Uh, Brandon said dynamite. That's oh great. dynamite kid. Yeah yeah. That would be real. Yeah that's that's a really good one. Good ask Chris questions. Oh, some good ones. Okay. Um. Oh, okay. Good ones. Good ones. I'm really excited about these guys. Um. So PO's asking my favorite video game console. I'm old school, man. I, I don't play the new stuff at all. I don't even play video games anymore. Actually, I used to. Yeah. I used to have a. Um, Let's see if I can bring it up. I used to have a uh, a fantasy league called the BEW, and it used to be BCW, uh, Big Time Championship Wrestling. Actually, it started off as Buckeye Championship Wrestling in Ohio because I'm you know I'm a native and still Ohioan, and it started off as Buckeye Championship Wrestling, and then it expanded. It went big. It went global. It changed the big time entertainment uh, uh, championship wrestling, and then there's a BCW British Columbian wrestling, I think. And so we were like for real, like we thought that this was like real stuff. Me and uh, some good friends, like I started the promotion, and then like my good friends who were still who were big wrestling fans and wrestling gamers, mm-hmm. they like, they jumped right in, and. um so BCW changed to BEW and it became big time entertainment wrestling. And the motto was see your way out because it went from <laughs> BCW <laughs> to BEW. See, right. See, cross the line, see your way out. So that was the motto. And uh, so they had, okay, let me, I got to bring it up, man. I got to bring it up. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, my, my wife is uh so I have a man cave in, in in the basement, of course. I have a nice man cave in my house, and then my office and studio, as you see here, is is a uh, um in the separate <clears throat> separate areas. It's behind my man cave, and so she uh, also <clears throat> has a laundry room, and she's totally renovating the laundry room. And uh, making, creating her own lady cave in a laundry room, and so she took the storage and put it in my um, man cave to clean out. So we, so uh, my my man cave is typically very man college football. Let's get it in ready. I got a uh, uh, projection screen and everything, really nice. And um, so uh, my wife needs to. Go ahead and uh, speed up the process to clean up my man cave. Uh, but she she's put on Facebook. She's done a fantastic job with uh, totally just. I mean, she did paint job and just she did. I mean, it was just like a a home ep- house interior design renovation episode. She did really good. But uh, but but my man cave. She's she's storing she she's filing all the stuff so we cleaned out the stuff that we don't need she's putting that back in the storage area with containers now and now we have to finish cleaning out my man cave area um, but one of the things that I saw was uh, a old booking sheet from my B E W days and. Um, 
this had to be like between like 2002 and 2007. Um, this was like so cool. So BEW, the concept of BEW was wrestlers that I created and also um, any wrestler who was either injured or just left WWE. So like if you're injured in WWE, you can come to BEW. I, I like it was so real to me, like some contractual stuff. Like you, if you're active from WWE, you can't compete. But if you're injured though, and you're recovering from an injury before you go back, you can be in BW. It was like that's how serious BW was to me. And I would literally, I had an entire book. Like I would book the whole thing for the the whole year. I had twelve pay per view names. I had a roster. I had champions. Um, mm-hmm. Every single week, I would book it like I was a really like serious um, booker. Um, I'm about to pull this up. Actually, there it is. I'm about to pull this. Jo- I'm about to pull this Joker up, man. <laughs> Demo eighty five said, "Is this a rehab wrestling promotion?" The what? Demo eighty five said, "So was this a rehab wrestling promotion?" Might fall out. Rehab wrestling, <laughs> but I have some really like I I, I would develop some really cool people though. Uh, so here it is. Here's here's a. a um, um, a, a booking sheet here, man. So there's you had the um, uh, BEW. So I was expanding. So that's the that's the logo, the BEW, Big Time Entertainment Wrestling, and then uh, NCW. And again, this is about ten or fifteen years. This is about fifteen years ago. So there was no NXT or anything like that. There was FCW, but uh, there wasn't any NXT. So, um, so this was like the NXT of BW, and it was called NCW, Nonstop Championship Wrestling. Uh, so that was like the um, the NXT. So here's a card for from NCW called Hardcore Turbo right here, and uh, here was more like mid card. Um, guys who I was given an opportunity to have like a, a a break, a big break in a promotion, but it's typically known as mid card guys. And so Bull Buchanan, his name became B two actually <laughs> in my promotion. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> that's Briscoe there, Holly, um, Bob Holly, Hardcore Holly, or it might have been Crash Holly, um. Pat Patterson, Stephen Richards, Maven, uh, Takamichinoku, and so the NCW title, which is like akin to the NXT title, but for people who were established, but I didn't want to just bury in the mid-card. So I really had a heart for the mid-card guys. I wanted them to like be like, uh, they weren't like BEW top guys, but they were like NCW top guys. That that that'll be akin to like Apollo Cruz being like NXT champion right now. So, um, so Sat as you see, A Train versus Saturn. Saturn won the the title right here, 
the NCW title. So that's like the NXT uh, portion. Then you have BEW Europe. That's like the the WWE UK division. And uh, then you have Japan X Wrestling. That's like an expansion. uh, That's like an affiliate, which was Japan X. Um, It'll be, you know, akin to, to working with, you know, a Japan promotion. Uh, BEW sent talent there. Basically, it was like an umbrella promotion under BEW, but as well as, you know, um, talent in Japan as well. So there's the BEW card. This is is a pay-per-view, it looks like. BEW Vendetta. Ooh. I have no idea what month and year this is, but I know this is either... It had to be between 2002 and 2007. I don't remember what uh, pay-per-view Vendetta was. I'm sure that there's probably... Uh, some some things that I can check and see. Uh, some some notes or something somewhere else, and um, maybe I can find it somewhere else. But I don't remember when the Vendetta was. The biggest pay per view was called Manifest. Actually, Manifest was um the akin to WrestleMania. That was the biggest pay per view of the year. Um. I'm trying to figure out if I can see it's somewhere. I'm sure it's somewhere. Um, so that so that was manifest. That was the biggest pay-per-view of the year. So here were the champions. Ruckus, he was a guy I made up. Um, somehow Mark Henry. This goes to show how much of an old school wrestling guy, wrestling fan I am. So Mark Henry was a top contender at this time for the. Uh, World Championship, and there's a, it's called a last chance match. So, goes to show how much I wanted to expand storylines. There's a last chance match. Ruckus was a babyface, by the way. Mark Henry was a heel. Last chance match. Henry uh, uh, only has one chance to, one last chance to to do it. So the feud must have been very long. Intercontinental Championship. Brock Lesnar won it. Malenko, Dean Malenko was the one of the biggest heel figures in BEW. He had a, he actually had a group called the Malenko Henchmen, and it, it was a, uh, a bunch of people. Uh, I think B two was a part of. He was like the, uh, the mid card member of the Malenko Henchmen. I don't remember. I think Lesnar was a part of the Henchmen, which is probably the reason why Malenko was a special ref. Uh, Soul Man was a guy that I made up. Soul Man Steve Jones, I think his name was. <laughs> and uh, he had the Intercontinental title, and Lesnar won it because of Malenko being special referee. Uh, European Championship. Randy Savage was a part of the – so Randy Savage was still living. So he died in, like, what, 2010 or something like that, right? So it was before then. Um, no, he died in, what, 2012 maybe? Um 2011. So he died in 2011. So it was before 2011 because he was still living. Um, and so he was in the European Championship scene at the time. John Gunner was a dude that I made up. Uh, Dominic, Dominic Guerrero was a guy that I made up. Uh, Six Pac was the light heavyweight champion. Um, that was his. That was his BEW name. That was the, uh, and I think he became Six Pac another 
times too. And so these are these X Men is like my guy. Like he he was actually bald head, interestingly enough. But I had him ever since like WWE. Um, oh gosh, was it Attitude uh, on PlayStation? WWE Attitude, and that was like way back in the day. And so and then Rushmore was another guy. Rushmore X Men was like the flagship. He was like the sting of um, of BEW and Rushmore. Uh, he was like a suplex machine. Like he would just do all types of. He was like the Taz of of BEW. All types of suplexes everywhere. Uh, and then Goliath was like an Andre the Giant descendant type of dude, like real huge, seven foot tall. Butch, really interesting story about Butch. He actually um, turned heel and joined the Malenko henchmen. So, and uh, he turned heel on Luke. Luke. There was a segment that him and Luke came into the BEW just as like a nostalgia act for a little bit. And then he said, I got a hatred. He's like, I've got a hatred for someone. And by the end of the night, he's going to know who it is. And so they were wrestling. Somehow the nostalgia act, they, they, they main evented the, the, the program. And Butch, they were celebrating I did the whole thing, and then Butch uh, was doing this, and then Luke <clears throat> was turning around and celebrating, and then he did like like he brought it down, like made a really mean face, and then like he just like start wailing on Luke. So that was like the the point of Butch, and so uh, so yeah, so he joined the henchmen trail for the title. You know that was a a, a kind of mini tournament. These were the eight participants, and they would have like a um, um, th- matches. Three of three matches were in uh, on Vendetta, and then uh, tag tournaments. All types of cool stuff. Goldberg was on there. He was uh, Ken Shamrock and Ken Canada. There was a, a Canadian guy, like a Bret Hart, uh, a Canadian sympathizer. His name was Ken Canada. He actually, Ken Shamrock turned heel and sided with him. Test and Chuck Palumbo teamed up together. Um, there was a guy who was in the BEW called Imposter Real Kane. Imposter Real Kane. I.R. Kane. And uh, because Kane was in WWE, so he couldn't come to BEW. So I.R. Kane was like the imposter version of Kane. So. Yeah, good stuff. Lord of the Mat was okay. So this must have been so Vendetta was May then. Lord of the Mat was like the King of the Ring, and that was the June pay per view right here. Trail for the title. So the other trail for the title matches was, uh, yeah. So there was three trail for the title matches here on Vendetta, and two here right here on um on the next pay per view. So the, I was a big fan of extending, of 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 taking taking a long time, extending extending stuff, uh, main maintaining like some old school long feuds, and uh, so yeah, that was that was BEW, ladies and gentlemen. So that was that's a fun man. I had a, had a really good time booking that stuff. Uh, so that was my. That was my video game uh, experience for a lot of my life. Um, let's see. Rob is asking, "What was your first car? And what was your and what is your dream car?" Good question, guys. 
Uh, my first car was a 1990 Mitsubishi Galant stick. Uh, and I didn't know uh, how to drive a stick. I didn't, I didn't know how to drive a stick. I just got it for free. Um, somebody blessed it with me from my former church, and and uh, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do it. What <laughs> I'm gonna do it. And so, um, someone taught me. She's actually passed on now. She taught me for like one hour to just go on the road uh, with the stick, and um, I taught myself taught I, I taught myself for the rest of the time. She just took me on the road with the stick, and then. The rest of the time was me teaching myself. And uh, when I was supposed to go back with her, she didn't have any time. And so I was like, look, uh, I was I, think I was like 19 uh, when I got my first car. And I was like, man, I'm tired of being in the house. Like, I want to get out and do something. I want to drive and be a, uh, an adult. <laughs> and so I... I Start driving, man. I, I got I stopped on the road so many times, uh, and I I got in the car. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna drive myself. It was not a smart thing to do, but I I took enough. I, I learned enough to say, all right, um, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna teach myself. And my first car was a stick, so that was the first uh, experience I had, and end up whipping that thing real good, man. I was a mean stick driver. Now I don't know how long it was. Fifteen years ago, uh, when the last time I had that car. So I mean, I haven't drove a stick in fifteen years. So um, I've been car for about four or five years. I haven't drove a stick for fifteen years. I don't. I don't I'd probably do a terrible job at <laughs> driving a stick. Um, Michael, you can only says uh, Michael says ask Chris, you can only watch three TV shows over the next year. No streaming on phone on three TV shows to watch. No streaming. Okay. So I'm guessing, so I, I, I we cut the cord about two years ago, year and a half, two years ago. One of the best decisions we've ever made. Uh, we have, uh, streaming is the way to go, man. We have Hulu and uh, I get yeah, all the channels I want. Like, like I just, I have a have fire stick. Um, all legal stuff. We pay for the yeah. subscription for Hulu, and um, and I love it, man. I, I watch. It, it was just a bunch of fluff with cable, anyways. Like there, there's I'm paying yeah, for the majority of channels that I don't even watch. So I mean, I watch USA. I watch Investigation Discovery is one probably my favorite channel. Investigation Discovery, and because uh, I'm about to be a forensic psychologist, and so I love ID stuff. Love like. Criminal like murder mysteries, uh, just I love ID, and um, that came with Hulu. Like all the all the channels that I need came with Hulu. I watched all the sports. I'm huge. I'm, y'all know I'm huge college football fan. Yeah, and so um, all the college Big Ten Network, all that comes with with Hulu. So it's like there's no need. So I would watch, especially now since our house day football is a little little over a month away. So I would watch um, Raw. Um, so so I'm a YouTube guy. I watch most most of my time watching something is actually YouTube. I'm a big theology buff. My master's degree is in theolo- the- theological studies, and so uh, I watch 
theologian YouTube videos mostly. That's the most things I watch. But if it was a matter of just like no streaming, I can't watch YouTube. If it was just like Hulu, it would be Raw, um, SmackDown, and uh, probably Survivor because that's one of my other favorite shows. <laughs> Uh, that's that's I got my wife like super hooked to Survivor, and um, so yeah. Um, Scrambled or sunny side up? Uh, Michael is asking. Ask Kevin. Scrambled. Scrambled. Yeah, I agree. Scrambled. One of the shows from you would be The Office. I love The Office. So that definitely be one show. Yeah, I love, I love that show. The Office is great. Uh, Michael asks Chris favorite book in the Bible. That would be uh, uh, see, I I would say yeah, your Proverbs. Favorite book, your, Proverbs. Your favorite book is uh, the book of Jude. Why Jude? <laughs> That's the benediction. <laughs> oh, got it. Um, <laughs> so book of the Bible. <laughs> Pro- Proverbs. Um, Proverbs. Yeah. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 was my favorite scripture for a long time, which is trust in the Lord without our heart, lean our to our understanding, and always not as me serve right their paths. But I, it, okay, so it's it's kind it's of a three-point answer. Proverbs is a book. Um, what book that I'm, my personality uh, um, relates to the most, that would be Ecclesiastes. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm, vanity is vanity. It's like, like the world to me is so minor compared to the, the glory of God. So uh and then my favorite scripture is John three thirty. So I may decrease you, know, you 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 and I had the same favorite Bible verse, Proverbs. Um favorite book because I had to do uh you know my background with studying and theology and all. Uh Mike Mike knows too with his Proverbs. I, I always love the book of Kings. And chronicles like going back in the Old Testament and seeing like how they how they, how they go back and be like doing the king days with Saul and mm-hmm. you know the Nebuchadnezzar and you know just how things were so different back then of the kings and the different times of trusting in the Lord and those that tried to go against the Israelites and I I just like how it was back then but uh, I like I always like studying the minor prophets the ones that Lord talks about Habakkuk and Nahum. Uh, you know Malachi, you know uh, mm-hmm. like um, you know the, the lesser known books that everybody knows about the Gospels and, and John, and, mm-hmm. and everybody know about Psalms or the Book of Job. Job is long as I don't know why. And I had to do a whole summer study on the Book of Job, uh, uh, the Book of Job, which some people call Job is Job. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um... Trivia question. Uh, this Nature Boy debuted in WWE in 1995 in Your House versus Ahmed Johnson. I think I might have asked that last week, and I don't know. If <laughs> <be it>. uh, <laughs> Brandon's asking, we're both Sting fans. What's your favorite Sting moment? Mine is the first world title win against Ric Flair at the Great American Bash 1990. Mine was too. That was exactly mine. <laughs> Um, Come on, man! Come on, all right, man! Uh, for, for the second time, uh, what's your what's your Raw and SmackDown grades? I give Raw a B plus. I like I like the Raw reunion. I liked how they integrated the um, the the legends in a different way. I liked how they made you know did the whole twenty four seven championship thing. 
Kelly Kelly being the first woman 24-7 champion. Um, uh, Candice Michelle. Candice Michelle is someone we don't ever – I mean, we, we, we barely ever see. So, that you know, she was cool. And then Medusa, I liked how she did that. I liked the whole throwing in the trash thing with Ted DiBiase. I really liked Raw Unit as far as, like, it was a good taste of nostalgia. They teased Michaels versus Styles. I don't think that's going to happen, but if it does, I think that was a good tease. Good way to use Foley to put Bray over. Um, love the Austin um, uh, promo. It was yeah. very, uh, it was very authentic. You could tell. I love the stories that he said of the night before. That was all super cool. I really, it was to me. I felt like old school. I felt like the Attitude Era. I felt like we got a glimpse of the Attitude Era all over again. And and, and it goes to show that you can book a show to be. I wasn't bored, and I, it, it was like it was the shortest three hour span that I've experienced in a long time when yeah. it comes to WWE programming. Yeah. And um, um, and that, and that's good. And that, it wasn't long and I didn't feel I didn't feel just uh, just really heavy. Watching it like I do with Raw every week, wasn't bored. It was really cool, man. I I, I really enjoyed Raw, and I like I like SmackDown too. I like the fact that they're using Michaels. See, and that's cool. They're using Michaels to to forward a storyline. That was really cool. It's no doubt that Kevin Owens is the hottest person on SmackDown right now. That's really cool. I really like Babyface Owens. But I don't like the fact Kofi. they're taking a lot of the heat away from Kofi doing this. Though. Right. That's Kofi, what I don't like. uh, Kofi on Twitter talking about, you know, he's been waiting a decade to face Orton. Let's go. First time, I think, in a long time, we both said Raw and SmackDown both would be. Um, Raw was cool, a little small schematic stuff. I kind of would change about the reunion, but it was cool. RVD saying to him, Longer Blades, of course, Ted DiBiase, the 24-7 championship was cool. Uh, Foley passing the shorts over to Bray. Uh, good to see Coach. Um, Austin is showing. Uh, look at Austin and Cena, the two biggest pops. He didn't wrestle, he just talked. You love yeah, Cena or not, right. I mean, uh, yeah. that, that lets you know. Um, it says a lot. Oh, yeah, so Taker wasn't there. Yeah, I, I but still, you know, though, I, he was he, he was on yeah. the first Raw. He was, you know, he's he a big, was. big part of Raw, man. He was he, he made was. the first yeah, Raw. Yeah. He, he was, uh, you know, him and Damian Demento. But that was yeah. cool. favorite Steam moment. Come on, Chris, man. I'm since '97. I mean, we all know about Steam on the first championship. I was saying Baltimore, Maryland. Got to shout out to the greatest and most dangerous city in the world. Uh, I'm since '97. Steam coming down from the right is beating crap with the NWO with the bat. But the best thing moment, well, I'm going to be random because everybody's going to pick the same. Go on YouTube, look up. Sting, Scoop Me, Death Drop, Text Card, Jim Duggan. If you've never seen yeah, it, it's hilarious. Sting, yeah, Sting didn't even come down from the branches. He ran. Yeah. <laughs> he ran. Um, Evan, you're asking, do I love toast? I do love toast. Um, let's see what else we got here. Some good, really, really good. Um, chat, the chat room is lit, man. I love it. Um, let me look for it because I'm oh, sure forget. some of these. Don't I, I don't want to miss some of these because it was really good. The, the Viking Raiders, um, Viking Raiders had a squash match. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, uh, Eliza Walker really put a lot of thought into 
this at that time. Very creative. Thank you. Uh, Rose, Raw Reunion. Uh, yeah, just talked about that. Um, Kimbo, do you think Orton is the final boss for Kofi's journey as WWE champion? I hope not. I hope not. Like the whole point is for, for, you know, them to re rekindle that stuff. See, like I said, I think Orton needs to get more heat though. You don't want, cause people, the, we have fickle fans. Daniel Bryan is so right. I don't, I'm not a big fan of today's WWE fan or pro wrestling fans, particularly WWE fans. Everybody's. That's the reason why I don't like Roman Reigns. Well, Roman Reigns is getting cheered now, so I win. <laughs> um, but WWE, this is how WWE fans work. You have your own, like, self-made, forever the month. You give them a bunch of cheers, and then you get bored and throw them away. I mean, that, that happens all the time. That, that happened with Becky Lynch. That's happening with Kofi Kingston. That happened with AJ Styles. I, like, I cannot stand that type of fandom. It's like that, that, that's terrible. That makes the product a lot less interesting because you have that mentality. You have, you like, you, Hey, this is my Kofi, Kofi. And now it's like, you know, and, and not, nothing of Kofi's doing. It's just the fact that that's how fans are. You have your own flavor of the month. You just toss them to the side. And now for some reason, uh, Kevin Owens is the flavor of the month. I like what they're doing with Babyface Owens, but I can see a heel turn coming just like that, you know, down the line. And, uh, you know, Randy Orton, they're cheering Randy Orton for some reason, ladies and gentlemen. No rhyme or reason. They haven't seen him for a while. They're cheering Randy Orton. <laughs> and so it, it's weird, man. And so what Randy Orton needs to do is just draw a lot of heat. So. Uh, and, and he can't do that. It, it's easy for him to do that. And, and by RKO and so on, Joe, I didn't, I didn't like that. You, you got to draw heat. The, the whole point is to make Kofi the star. And if, if you're taking heat away, if you're taking pops away from him for people to, you know, cheer the RKO, that totally defeats the purpose. Randy Orton needs to do nothing. His, his sole objective, he's been champ, what, 13 times? His sole objective is to be to put Kofi Kingston over, period. And he should not take anything away from him. The sole objective should be to take Kofi, uh, put Kofi over. And in order to do that, you need to draw as much heat as you possibly can. Um, let's see. <laughs> now I see why Chris wasn't married sooner. That was funny. Uh, 2002. I was I was in some relationships, but I wasn't. I, I guess I was so caught up in my promotion that <laughs> also I shouldn't be a wrestler because I was so caught up in my promotion. <laughs> um, what's my overall take on WrestleMania 14? Um, 14 was what that was. Uh, Taker and Sid, wasn't it? Not fourteen was uh, Michaels also. With Michaels and oh yeah 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 with Tyson. Yeah, Iron. You got Mike, Lexi Tyson. back. Yeah, that was nineteen ninety eight. Lexi Express finally came. That was uh, Lexi Express finally came. Welcome Lexi. Nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I like that build up. I think that was good. First time Austin yeah. won the uh, WWE Championship. Yeah, I think that was good. Um, 
how long have I been growing my locks? Uh, I think 2004 is when I started. 2004, 2005. One of those things. Um, how often do you watch NXT, NXT UK, or 205? I don't watch 205 at all. I mean, I'll keep up with news and stuff, but you won't. No, I don't do that. UST, you, typically, this is what I do with both NXT and NXT UK. I binge before the big events. So I'll watch like three or four at a time, maybe even five. And then I'll, uh, I'll, I'll watch probably a couple of the NXT UKs before the big event. I'll binge on both of them. So I'll, I'll watch both of them regularly, but not weekly. I'll just binge on them. Because um, usually I'm working on my dissertation, and I'll watch like a theology video. I have two screens in my studio here. And so one screen is usually when I do my work, my journalism, my, my dissertation stuff. And the other screen, I'm either working with both screens or most mostly I'm watching either YouTube or Hulu on the other screen while I'm working if I'm not using both screens, which typically I'm – typically even if I'm watching media, I'll still use two screens sometimes, but most of the other screen is um, – is media just watching stuff to keep me up and uh, you know keep me up and energized, and so I'm usually watching something theolo- theology related, but um, I'll catch I'll watch that or uh, something forensic, something ID, and come the big events I'll usually binge on like NXT or <laughs> NXT NXT UK. Uh, let's zoom through the rest of these. Um, Rose, what do you think will win the unsanctioned match on 205 Live, Mike Canelo versus Drake Maverick? Uh, there's my answer. I'm not sure. <laughs> I guess, uh, Drake. <laughs> They're putting Drake over more. So there you go. Lexi, here we go. But is it really Lexi's about the point being fickle or is it because the product and creative do a little to instill a fandom aspect of excitement and intrigue from the stars themselves? I think there's, I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I, I think the fans are fickle for sure, but I think yeah. you're adding to it by poorly booking and, and creating very interesting characters. Now you can like you can create the organic lightning in the bottle feel, but uh, that only that has a, that only lasts for so long. You got to keep the momentum with that organic feel. So. All right, uh, I think that's it for the Ask Chris questions. I'm sorry if I missed any. Those are some fantastic Ask Chris questions, guys. Those are really, really cool. All right, so let's jump into uh, the flavor of the week. So we gotta, we gotta roll. Let's do, let's do this for the week. It is now time for the flavor of the week. Okay, let me bring up this. Um, let me bring up this. Here we go. Booyah, booyah. Greatest, boom, there we go. All right, let's hurry up and get get her done. Actually, let me let me put some music on before. Let's put some music on for us. Um, let's put the let's put the new. Yes, all right. 
what we're gonna do? Yeah, we're gonna. I wanna. I'm gonna do the new one. I'm gonna do the new, the new song on the PNP list for for starters. Or should I do? Okay, this is what we'll do. We'll do the new one to close. We'll do the newest one on the PNP playlist to close. And we'll do we'll do this one for now. Is that cool? Is that cool with that? Does that work? Alright, there we go. Alright. Remind me something like Johnson Town Country. That's so cool. Remember that? Yes. Alright, what who y'all got? Let's start off with uh so here, so what we got? We are at the, the elite eight, eight more left. So um, let's let's roll, let's zoom through this. Start off with Andre versus Kane. Andre versus Kane. We all got Andre versus Kane. Andre versus Kane. Andre, man. Uh, yeah, Andre, okay, let me. Wait, wait for this. Anybody, please like this video. Please subscribe to Zach and Tom. Yeah! Special with Wrestling Inc. Yeah, uh, people saying Kane. Yes, people like this video. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, please. Spread the word. Uh, Alonzo, sounds like you're looking for a midnight jazz lounge. That's right, baby. Uh, Kane, all right, Kane advances. Uh, we got Ivan, our uncle Ivan and Warrior now. Ivan and Warrior. Uh, Ivan and Warrior. We all got. Ivan and Warrior. Oh wow! I'm seeing more Ivan than Warrior. Ivan, oh, Uncle Ivan. Uncle Ivan. Uncle Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, uh, Ivan didn't have the sickle. That was good. That was all cool. Ivan hit the bear hug. Bear hug. Yeah. Um, Uncle Ivan. All right, Uncle Ivan beats the all the all the real Jeff Hardy versus the Iron Sheik. Jeff Hardy versus the Iron Sheik. You know, there's a lot of jokes I can say on that, but I'm gonna leave it alone. So you gotta give the Sheik baby. All right, Sheiky baby, you got Jeff Hardy. Sheik, Jeff, alright, so we got more Jeff than Sheik. <laughs> oh, I saw that, Lexi. Oh, man, Lexi. Long time to go there. Wait, the 
was really cool and really fun. I like those Ask Chris questions. Keep those coming along, those random ones. They don't have to be wrestling. I talk about wrestling too much. Enough. <laughs> I get paid to write about wrestling. So, uh, Chris got bars. Hey, yo. In the here on the PNP show. <laughs> I used to laugh. Um, <laughs> Alright. Jeff Hardy versus Russell. Yeah. Oh, y'all still talking about Jeff Hardy. He, he won, guys. Oh, it could be Jeff and Uncle Ivan. That's funny. Yeah. Jeff, Eddie, Kane, and Uncle Ivan. Those are the top four. Those are really cool. Um, Look, you got to All right, guys. Turn that music down. People are going to think I'm watching. Right. Hey, man, Man, listen. Um... That's uh, that's the that's the uh, that's the newest song on the TMP playlist, man. You know what? Uh, hey, love my jazz. We need we need, we need to hear Black Rock and freestyle for this music. That's what we need to hear. <laughs> that gal, that it. <laughs> that's hilarious. Alright, yeah, it's fun times, I agree. Alright, guys, that is episode 382. Matter of fact, as we're closing, let me bring on the other, uh, let me bring on the, uh, other, another one of the PNP playlist songs. Um, so that was it for that. That was pretty dope. Um, 
And here's uh, one of my favorites, man, right here. This one is super dope right here. Uh, and this is in Chris's, this is in the Southern Soul Mobile. All WrestleMania yes. weekend. Uh, yes. A uh, company car. Yep. We was going up and down New York City. Yep. We were listening to Christian rap and jazz. <laughs> and wrestling All things. weekend. Yes. Christian rap, jazz, and wrestling things. That was, that was, uh, I was driving the whole time. Evan was just enjoying being the passenger. And I was playing Christian rap, uh, Christian R&B, jazz, and wrestling things Wait. all weekend. Wait, what, 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 what was the, uh, you got you got said about what we did when the older lady was crossing the street. Are we blessed with the Roman Reigns scene? Yeah. How she actually was. <laughs> yeah. Blasted Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> that was so Crossing the street on cue to roll it. It's a man rolling right. rings. I think it is. That little old white lady right. going across. That's hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my favorite NXT theme right now. Who has your favorite? Um, oh, man. I- I'll still go with UE, Undisputed Era. Um, my favorite. All right, ladies and gentlemen, 282 episodes in the book. Um, this has been a fun episode, man. Actually, one of my favorites of the year. So I really enjoyed tonight. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of Evan Tech Trout and Under Mad Radio, I am Chris Ferguson. I hope, I hope this is good yeah. exit music. Yeah. Good exit, exit music as we're... As we're landed in the plane, ladies and gentlemen, 382 episodes with the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone, and without further ado, I hope you enjoy the ride. I hope you enjoy the sale. We got to bail. We got to go, guys. Have a good night. Without, uh, without you all, listen, this wouldn't be how it is. Go ahead and follow me at Chris Prolific. Man, listen, give what you can to the Patreon if it's a dollar, if it's $10. Listen, show your respect. I mean, show your love, show your support for the show. Give what you can. I really, really appreciate it, guys. Um, Give on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Pancakes and Power Slam Show. Follow me at Chris Prolific at uh, tech underscore ETMR. Follow Crave Wrestling, the Pancakes and Power Slam Show. On behalf of 382 episodes, I'm Chris Frozenstone. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, uh, have a good night, guys. It's been a pleasure. Peace. Good night, Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.